Faith is not reasonable. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Curry Blake with us. And Curry is actually the president of John G. Lake Ministries. Um, and if you know anything about John Lake and his story from the past, uh, you it's, it's amazing. It's amazing the things that he saw in his life, the, the amounts of people that were healed, cities were transformed by his healing rooms and just by the message he taught. The fact that there might be people who, yes, are, you know, have a gift of healing, but everyone is able by God's grace and in the name of Jesus to heal other people. And of course, it's always by the power of God in them. And it's it's really amazing because nobody is excluded at all. We are all able by the Holy Spirit because it's the same Holy Spirit that's in me, that's in you if we're born again and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So Anyway, he's talking about having faith in God and just trusting him to see different things come to pass in your life. So I hope you enjoy Curry Blake. So he says here, um, therefore I say unto you, what things, notice things, soever you desire. I don't care about things. Well, no, you have to if you're going to pray. He says, whatever things you desire when you pray. So when you pray, you're praying about things. Amen. And people don't like this, but you know. I didn't write it. I'm just reading it. So <clears throat> if you don't like it, I'm sure you can find a Bible nowadays that doesn't say it. I'm not sure. So <clears throat> there he says, believe. Now watch. He says, when you pray, believe that you receive them. So when do you, when do you receive them? Right? You believe that you receive them when you pray. Right? And then he says, and you shall have them. So it shows here that he's saying that you believe you receive them, even though you know you don't have them. Right? Because he says, if you believe you receive them, you shall have them. So that shows that the shall have is future. But you have to believe that you receive now. Right? All right, let me give it to you this way. Maybe this will make it easier. Uh, you go online to order something. Uh, you know, I don't know, music or something like that. And you buy it. Right? And then you, when you buy it, usually you have to download it or something. But when, as soon as you buy it, then they will send you an email usually and says, here's the receipt for this purchase. Isn't that right? You get the receipt. Right? Now, the minute you have that receipt, you go, okay, this is mine. It proves that you have it. You have received. That's what the receipt is. A receipt is proof you have received, right? And yet, many times you still have to download. But the, the, the receipt proves you have received because you paid for it. You got that? So you can have a receipt, which is saying you have received, even though you have not yet received, right? In some places, you can order something online, then they'll tell you, go there to pick it up but you have to print out the thing to take with them, your receipt, so that you can pick it up, right? But when is it yours? The minute it went through and you got the receipt, that's when it's yours, but you still have not yet received it. That makes sense? Yeah. So when we talk, see, when we talk about this with faith, people say, oh, that makes no sense. It doesn't, it's just, you know, no, it's, it's the same way the world works in that sense, right? So don't think it's some weird, wispy thing. It's not, it's very, um, it, you know, as I said in the first service, uh, faith is not reasonable, but yet you can see examples of it even in the natural world. And so maybe sometimes we present that, it helps you go, okay, I can see that. So you, you pray and you believe that you receive and that you receive. What is your receipt? It's this word of God that says you can have it. 
right? And says it's yours. So now you have received it and you shall have it, right? But notice this is in connection with you saying. So you can't say you don't have it and yet believe you have received it and believe that you shall receive it or shall have it because you have to say, I've already got it. Now that makes absolutely no sense. That's why I said faith is not reasonable, right? But that's the way it works. People say, well, I don't like that. Well, you didn't invent it, right? So you can't complain about it. And well, I, I don't want to do that. Didn't do without. Because this is the way you receive. Amen? Now, and the thing is, the people that line up with this live in the blessings of God. The people that don't, don't. So it just makes sense to line up with what God said, right? So now, Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Notice, he's already said they have little faith. And he's saying right now, why? Because they're not even considering that God is going to take care of them. And yet how many Christians are, are so worried about tomorrow, so worried about their future, that they're trying to figure out, well, how are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to do this? How, how is this going to happen? All right? If Jesus were sitting at your kitchen table listening to you talk about it, guess what he would be saying to you? Oh, you little faith. Why are you even worried about this? You have a heavenly father. He will take care of you. Amen? Yeah. So at some point, this, we have to get this. Okay, it's good to have faith projects. We should have faith projects. I've talked about them recently. But you have to also realize faith is not just a project. It is life. It's how you live your life. Right? It's not a matter of, oh, here's a problem. Well, let me go build faith for that. No. You, right then, when you see a problem, you, you have to decide right then. What did God say about this situation? Is this God's will? Is it not God's will? What, what would God, what would Jesus say if he were standing right there looking at this situation? What would be his response to it? I mean, imagine, well, you don't have to imagine. You can go in the Gospels and read it. You know? Well, Jesus, the people are hungry. Well, Jesus said, feed them. Well, we don't have enough. What does he say? You little faith. Bring me what have you got? What have you got? And they well, we got the little boy's lunch. Well, get that, right? We'll start with that. Well, that's not enough. Well, maybe not for you, oh, ye of little faith, but it is for me because I believe. Amen? And so we have to realize that when you start to look at faith, faith is not just this situation. It's life. It's how you live. Too often we compartmentalize faith. Now, I've done the same thing. Uh, I did it with healing in the beginning. And then some, my, actually my board of directors had to correct my views, you know, even on finances and things and how we did things. And I realized that I had let money become a God because it still controlled me, even though I was going the opposite direction of, of actually, I'd seen so much of the stuff and the hyper prosperity stuff that I'd gone the other, other direction. But I was still in a ditch on the other side and it was still, money was still a God because it was still dictating my actions. And so I had to realize it was either going to be a God or a tool. And as I said before, it makes a terrible God. When it's your God, you never have enough. When it's a tool, then you can use it to advance a kingdom. But it all comes back to what, how you see it. And so whenever we start to look at faith, we have to realize that our faith in God can meet whatever needs they are. But it's your faith in God. It's not your faith in healing. It's not your faith in prosperity. It's not your faith in any area. It is faith in God about that situation. And so I had to learn. 
And just as David said, uh, you know, he was with me with the lion. He's with me with the bear. He'll be with me with this Goliath. I had to learn to say the same thing. God was with me with the healing. He was with me in this area. Uh, he'll be with me in the area of finances. I had to learn that, right? And, and it wasn't easy because I'd seen so much of the wrong that it was just ridiculous. And I just didn't want to have anything to do with that. And so, but there has to be a balance so that God can actually use it. And the way, the way God did with me was, he said, do I want you to, uh, he said, whenever missionaries come in, do I want you to help support them, give them some money and send them out? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do I want you to support your family and take care of them? Yeah. Uh, do I want you to pay your bills on time so that you have a good reputation in the community? Yeah. Uh, do, do I want you to help build Bible churches or Bible schools and, and plant churches? Yeah. Well, that takes money. And it takes more than just what it would take for you and your few, you know, your little family. I said, yeah. He said, so you're having faith for you and your family. You're just being selfish. He said, you need to have faith so that you can be able to meet the needs of missionaries, meet the needs of orphans, meet the needs of the, the people that need help, people that ask you for help. And I said, that's true. And I said, yeah, that would take more money than it would just for my little family. He said, then quit being selfish and believe me for them and I will meet their needs through you. And so that, had, that was a total shift in my thinking. And, but guess what? When I decided to believe that, I didn't go, you know, to my bank account and look at it and all of a sudden there was a bunch of money there for me to start giving out. I had to start giving before I started seeing the increase. Amen? Why? Because I had to show that I believed it before I saw any evidence that it was actually true. And then, and I made a decision. I will start giving to any person that asked me for this. And I made that decision. And believe me, as soon as you make that decision, you have ample opportunity to back off of it. Right? Because... You'd be surprised at the people that want help, right? And so I had to learn how to be able to do that. And I told God one time, I said, God, if I, you know, if I do this, because there was a guy on a corner with a sign, and I'm, you know, I was like everybody else. I see the guy, and I look at my radio. I mean, I want to start over there. Why? Because I want to ignore him. And God asked, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking at the radio. <laughs> he said, no, you're not. You're ignoring the man with a sign. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But, you know, he's going to use it to buy alcohol or something. You know, he, how do you know that? You're judging him. And I said, well, yeah, but it's a pretty good at that bet, you know. <laughs> okay. I'm judging based on what I'm seeing. And he said, that's not what I said to do. He said, I said to give to any man that asked you. I said, yeah. He said, are you going to do it? And I said, God. I said, I'm, you know, I just don't want to waste your money. He said, if it's my money, do what I tell you to do with it. <laughs> I'm like, let me rephrase that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. But then finally, I, I told him, and I reached, you know, rode down the window, gave the man some money. The man said, oh, God bless you. And I said, he does. That's why I can do this. And so I got to talk to him a little bit, and then the light changed, and I had to go. And then, I, guess what? I go a couple of blocks down the road, and there's another traffic light. There's another man with a sign. You know? And finally, I told God. I said, God, if I do this all the way home, I'll be broke before I get home. <laughs> I, he said, I, he said uh, I filled your pockets the first time. I can do it again. I said, yeah, you just got an answer for everything. You know, it's just, <laughs> and, and I, I had a discussion with God and I had to learn, you know, and then you, well, I can go into the whole thing, how you start separating your money, you know, because you don't want to look in your pocket and go, hang on just a minute over here. Uh, 20, no, I don't want the 20, I want to. Oh, wait, here's a five. Wait, no. Oh, there is a one. Here you go. <laughs> you know, you don't want to do that. So what do you do? You separate your 20s and 10s in one pocket, your 5s and 1s the other, so you know you just reach in and take it. There you go. It don't look near as bad on you. But God still sees. Right? He sees it when you're loading your pockets. 
right? And he knows why you're doing it. So you have to decide. And then you start to reach, he goes, not that pocket. And you're like, not that pocket. I'm not going to that pocket. So he goes, that's the pocket I want, right? Why? Because that's what God does. See, that's what you have to realize is that God wants, and if you read in Hebrews chapter 11, it says that uh, uh, <clears throat> Abel gave a more excellent uh, sacrifice, which is why Cain got upset, right? And so why? Because Abel gave God the best, and Cain tried to give him less, right? Well, that was Curry Blake, and you can find that entire recording under Have Faith in God, John G. Lake Ministries at YouTube.com. Also, if you want more information about Curry and his ministry and all the resources that he has out there, and there's a ton of them, and they are really great, um, you can find out those at JGLM. Dot org. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day today. I hope that this inspired you to go and believe God even more and trust Him for greater things in your life. And I will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. God bless.